You are listening to Share a Slice with Sean. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Share a Slice with Sean. This week, I'm talking about the very important topic of toilet paper and bidets. And uh, full disclosure, I actually have a bidet attachment uh, with a sprayer on my toilet. I will include a picture of this bidet in the show notes. And uh, I actually feel strangely or maybe not so strangely um, passionate about bidets and about toilet paper. So I had on the show guest Sina Yektai, um, all the way from California, but he's originally actually from Canada, like me. And Sina is passionate about toilet paper, or rather about how people should get off toilet paper and start using other methods to clean their derrieres. Um, so, it I mean, it sounds really kind of dumb to most people, but it's not. There's a lot to it. And so I hope you join me for this conversation with Sina. So let's get launched right into this educational and activist conversation about toilet paper and about bidets. So, Sina, thanks for being on the show. Welcome. Now, just a little intro for the listeners. Um, you run a company called Aim to Wash, and this company, you guys sell bidets, like bidets and attachments, basically for people who want to either cut down their toilet paper use or just cut out their toilet paper re use. It's it's an alternate way of going to the bathroom, basically. Uh, do I have that basically right? I know it's kind of not so poetic, but that that's kind of what your business is about, right? Um, yes, it is. And it sort of depends uh, who's looking at it and what part of the world they are from. So, for example, from the eye of a North American, that definition is probably more accurate. But, uh, you know, you, you have some people from maybe in Europe or some countries in the Middle East where uh, they wouldn't use the definition of alternative. They would actually use the definition of, like, that is the way to go. Like, that is all they know. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's sort of subjective in that sense, like who's trying to dis, dis, describe this device. But, you know, in America, um, people that use bidets um, are generally sort of environmentally more conscious and they're trying to reduce their toilet paper consumption. Um, other uses are things like, uh, maybe they have mobility issues, maybe they're senior citizens, uh, maybe there are some post-surgery issues that may not be, uh, really, uh, 
uh, effectively cleaned with like toilet paper. So doctors sometimes recommend alternative methods such as bidets. Um, you know, there's a really wide variety of uses and, uh, you know, explanations of what this product is and what it does. So explain to me. Yeah. Yeah. Explain to me a little bit about like what, like what is a bidet? Uh, I mean, versus a washlet versus a bidet seat, like you got different things that you can use. I, I guess a lot of people think bidet, they think it's that, it's that fancy toilet that you sit on that squirts your butt. Uh, with a jet of water can can you define for me what a like what is a bidet and what are the different kinds of of bidets and washlets that you have yes absolutely so traditionally when we say bidet and people kind of recognize the word bidet they think about that sort of toilet looking thing that some of the older homes or maybe you've gone to Europe, uh, if you've seen some hotels or whatnot, it's sort of a, traditionally it's a fixture that would be located next to the toilet itself. And uh, people would usually like wonder, what is this thing? Do I sit on it? Do I go in it? Whatnot. But um, it was a separate fixture, whatever it was, the bidet, from, you know, its French origins and whatnot. Um, but coming back to your question, today we have these products uh, known as bidet attachments or washlets, bidet seats. And these generally are products that will attach to your existing toilet and they will give it bidet functionality so you don't need any additional space in the bathroom itself for this to kind of be viable you just need a ordinary toilet on top of which you'll just simply install one of these gadgets i'll call it just for the sake of simplicity and then that will in turn turn your toilet into a bidet slash toilet in one and and so these bidets, like you're talking about the old days. So, I mean, how long have have bidets been around? Because ever since I've been a boy here in, in North America, I mean, I the first time I saw a bidet was at a fancy hotel I went to here, actually here in Montreal. Uh, before that, I'd never even seen a bidet before, and it was a proper bidet. That was like an actual separate. There were two porcelain things in front of me: a toilet and a bidet so uh i mean right right that's exactly the one i'm uh, the one i was trying to mention uh that's how it was invented that is your original concept of a bidet and i believe it would date back not quite 200 years but over 100 years i guess when you know in-home plumbing and everything became a thing and people had toilets in the house or whatnot. Um, if you look up online, there is some uh, sayings that, you know, uh, the bidet was used in brothels back in the day. And these women would sort of um, use the bidet to 
clean themselves in between kind of like visits and stuff like that. Um, you know, I'll, I'll take that for what it is. I won't deny it or whatnot. It may have been how it came about in France during those times. But um, essentially, it was a device that was um, designed in order to help you rinse yourself down there because there would be no other way of um, getting water to that area of your body. So they designed this thing. And I believe bidet in French, you can confirm or deny this with me. I believe you speak French being in Montreal. It was a word for pony. And that sort of, uh, that title was given to it because you would sit on it and it was a very small kind of thing. It would look like you're sitting on a pony. Uh, this is kind of what you find online when you try to see the origins of the bidet. Wow. I, I actually so, don't, don't know like where, like, uh, where that French word comes from bidet. I'd have to look it I up. I don't know either. Yeah. I don't know either, but this is, uh, I, I recall looking it up um, on numerous occasions. This is kind of one of the things that comes up. But essentially, that type of bidet is what you saw in the hotel. It's what you continue to see in places like Italy and France and other neighboring countries in Europe. And it's fine. It, it was always meant for the rich. It was a luxury item. If you had one of these... Uh, you were more of an affluent kind of uh, family or, you know, like it wasn't something that everybody had. And because of that, um, it needed more space. So you needed bigger homes, bigger bathrooms. Um, you know, it, it just was more of a luxury item. And we are trying to change that. We're trying to bring this means of hygiene to your everyday consumer at prices that's not going to really affect them that much. Um, especially if they haven't tried it, it's very hard for me to come and say, hey, you know, you've been using toilet paper for all of your life. Come try this method and it's going to cost you a couple thousand dollars. You're just going to be like, you know what? I'm okay. I've survived this far. I'm going to continue doing it the way I've been doing it. Yeah. I mean, what what's the deal with the toilet paper anyway? Because, I mean, if people use bidets in Europe, and I know for a fact they do. I mean, my my wife's been to Japan. Her best friend lives, lives in Japan. And they've got some crazy, you know, spray toilets down over there. What What's the deal with North America? Why are we... I mean, why are we using toilet paper if we used to use bidets back in the day? So my understanding is toilet paper apparently was uh, invented by the Chinese, believe it or not, originally. But the, the purpose of such means of hygiene was uh, mostly because of poverty. So people would use leaves people would use like newspapers um rags whatever they could find just to wipe themselves and get on with it so a concept of hey some sort of paper material that could be chucked away was kind of picked off of uh the chinese when they invented the toilet paper 
Um, it is my understanding they did that for their emperor. So it wasn't really like a low class thing they try to make. But uh, anyways, that got uh, adopted in America. Because first of all, for you to have bidets in your bathrooms, it means you're going to have plumbing. So let's go back to like 18, 1890, 1880, like those, uh, those days I'm talking about. This became a very viable way to have hygiene after you go, number two. And so the paper company at the time uh, jumped on this opportunity. They started manufacturing it and it was adopted by the public. And it just uh, has evolved to the toilet paper that you see today. Two-ply Three ply, ultra soft, this, that, like all these different fancy toilet papers is the result of that basic toilet paper that was created over a century ago. But um, the thing with that is huge, huge companies like Procter and Gamble are now running this industry, which is a very profitable industry and huge ad budgets. I'm talking Hundreds of millions of dollars are being spent to uh, keep the culture the way it is now, to uh, keep telling people that, you know, in fact, this is the right way, but hey, you need it to be softer, buy the fancier one, or it's too dry, buy the wet wipes now. Uh, it's just like constantly getting you to buy something that you need to buy use rebuy buy use rebuy now this this business model has just been around for so many years it's just so ingrained into the culture it's part of society it's uh toilet paper is a commodity it's what brings you into the grocery store that sale on the toilet paper the doorbuster deals that essentially these stores put on is something that they know you're going to come in and pick up that toilet paper because you have no other option. You're going to pick that up. Yeah. And while you're in there, you're going to pick up some other products, aren't you? So a lot of these stores, believe it or not, sell the toilet paper at cost because they know that's going to bring the people in. The industry is just like so deeply ingrained. It's just so many decades of the same things been going on that, it, for a company like ours to try to educate the population, hey, that there are alternatives, there's so much white noise, we're, we're not being heard. And this is why we need the help of everyone to kind of spread the word that, you know, guys, other parts of the world, they're not buying this stuff regularly. Sure, they'll put some rolls like on the side, you know, we use it for many other things in the bathroom, too. But like they're the major way they uh, clean themselves after they go number two is with water. So, yeah, why is it so hard for us to kind of get that message out there? It's because millions of dollars are being spent to send the opposite of this message regularly since you were raised, since you were born. The, you know, that uh, Charmin bear coming from the woods yeah, and yeah, telling yeah. you how you got to do it. Or the kittens or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 
Exactly. We've been seeing those uh, ads for how many years? I don't even know. I know when I stepped into, I was actually raised in Canada too, just so you know. But when when my parents brought me to Canada, it was part of the culture since day one to this very day. Like, why do you even need to advertise this? Do people need to see advertising to go buy toilet paper? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's kind of like, one thing that I find interesting is that uh, people are talking about saving paper. You know, don't print this. Don't print this page. Don't print out your email because you want to save the trees. Let's save trees, you know. But nobody thinks twice about taking a whole bunch of paper from a roll, wiping their butts and putting it in the toilet and then flushing it down the toilet. And then, you know, God knows how much uh, trouble it is when the toilet gets clogged or people are pouring stuff down the pipes to make sure the toilet doesn't get clogged by all the toilet paper. And you've got huge globs of toilet paper and all the plumbing system all over the place. And nobody stops to think, well, wait a minute, you know, uh, back in the day, um, what was it? Uh, uh, with the thing with uh, marijuana, they were talking about how like people were building all their stuff with hemp, right? Like hemp this, mm -hmm. hemp that. But then the paper yep. industry came in and said, "Hey, you can't use that." They they lobbied. Uh, I don't know this witch hunter guy, and he they said, "Okay, no, you can't build your sales out of out of hemp. You can't." You can't make paper out of hemp. You can't do all these things out of hemp. You got to use paper. And the paper industry was a big deal at the turn of the century and last in the century before. And uh, I just wonder how much of this was was that as well. Them basically saying, no, no, you're going to buy this product and you're going to wipe your butt with it for less than a second and then you're going to throw it away or flush it. Well, 27,000 trees per day are cut down to supply the United States with toilet paper. Add another zero, and that's the world figure, 270,000. Somebody's making money. It's crazy. Somebody's yeah. making money off of this. Um, also, I don't want to be all like conspiracy about this, but have you noticed every time you go and buy toilet paper, I mean, depending on the state that you're in, you're paying a sales tax. Everybody mm -hmm. who wipes their butt is paying, even oh, if it's yeah. pennies, even if it's, it's like, pennies. It's like tampons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the tampon sales tax that got all that controversy of, hey, why are we paying yeah. sales tax on a you know necessity for female hygiene? Blah blah blah. Well, guess what? You're paying that sales tax on toilet paper and you've been paying it all your life. Aside from the sales wow. tax, the act of purchasing toilet paper in order to eliminate is a tax itself. Why do you yeah. have to pay you a just... fee in order to do the most natural process that your body does on a daily basis. It's like every time I go to urinate, I have to put in like a quarter into the urinal because, oh, oh I got to pay the fee to urinate. Yeah, you know, you know, men, we can get away with tapping, but women, they have to wipe too, generally. So, mm -hmm. I mean, they got to use toilet paper too. The whole, right. the whole deal. 
because of the current uh, turn of events that's been happening and people are all becoming like way more conscious about these things, we're starting to even like look to see if there are alternatives. Prior to that, prior to like all this stuff happening on the internet and people actually like waking up to many of the issues around, you wouldn't even think there is a different way of doing it. You couldn't even come up with like even a thought that, hey, is there, a, can I get this done differently? No, you wouldn't. And these paper companies have the audacity. There was a huge campaign for like Cottonelle and all those guys and they were like, Use your logic. Dry paper alone could never clean you. Why are you using dry paper? Use the wet wipes. Brand new wet wipes. And then these wet wipes is what's causing all these sewage blockages like you mentioned. New York City had like right, such right. damages. London. Like they just admitted to you that this is not sufficient, but they just sold you more of the same. More expensive, too. Fancier paper. Yeah, I mean, let's say you have BO. Someone's, oh, crap, going to have to have a shower. Everybody knows that if you just take like a wet wipe or something, you wipe your armpit, eh, you, you might be able to kind of fix the problem for a few minutes or something, maybe in an emergency or something. But like, you got to go have a shower. You got to clean that up. But then, I mean... When it comes to the the most filthy thing, the 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 you know the the feces on your body. I mean, you've got feces on your body after you've you've taken uh you've taken a dump, right? Mm -hmm. What? Why would you not want to clean that with water and soap? Like it just doesn't make any sense to me. And of course, you're thinking like anybody who's you know self conscious about hygiene is thinking, oh man, I better take a shower. You know, and that's great. But if you have a bidet, if you have a means to clean it with water and not even touch it with your hands, just clean it with your with this water, then I don't understand why people have a have an issue with that. I mean, unless the people in North America are just incredibly squeamish about their butts. That's my only theory that that the, the act of going to the bathroom and the act of washing down there freaks people out in North America. That is certainly true. And, you know, I want to I want to make a point of this, that Americans and Canadians, they are extremely clean people. I'm not at all saying if they're using toilet paper, they're not clean because most people have made their morning routines that, you know, they'll go they'll go poop. And then they'll hop right into the shower. That's how they justify it. They're like, oh, I know. It's my morning routine. When I wake up, I'll go poop and then I'll jump in the, the shower. S's. Exactly. So I'll yeah. be clean. And they are, which is fine. But you don't always have the luxury of pooping at that time. Or you don't always uh, have the luxury of being able to shower every day. And, you know, there just has to be a better way. And now there is. We just have a huge hurdle of um, overcoming kind of this perception of, oh, water is uh, spraying at my butt. You know, how do I feel about this? It's definitely a barrier to entry for us. However, I will say this, even, uh, you know, the most 
reserved people that were very, very like hard for us to convince. After they tried it for the first time, that barrier immediately went down and we were able to like keep them as a customer forever. And they had a hard time going back to toilet paper. It's just how do you convince that person to give this a try for the first time, one time? Just give it a try. That's the hard part. But luckily, more and more people are becoming uh, open to this idea. There's more and more companies coming into the space, each trying to kind of educate with their own uh, way of speaking to the customer. And it's working. It's definitely... This industry has been growing uh, 30% year over year in the past 10 years. And it's just, I, I know deep down, we're going to make this, we're going to make this happen. However, it's going to be a very long-term goal. It's a long-term thing. It's not an overnight kind of uh, product like those spinners that came out or those hoverboards that came out where within one year, Everybody has it, and then the next year, everybody forgets about it. Once this becomes part of the culture, it will stay part of the culture because you just will not go back to what you were doing. Speaking about barriers, I mean, uh, we're going to get a little bit graphic here. Not that we weren't a little graphic before. Um, isn't that what it's all about? Like, people are afraid that if they sit on this, seat this toilet seat and they turn the butt they push the button or they turn the knob or something that this jet of cold water or hot water or something is going to shoot right up their butthole i mean that i guess is that the m major concern because for me that was my major concern the first time i sat on the bidet uh, well actually the first time i tried using it wasn't a bidet it was one of those attachments i pushed the button and i ended up spraying my eye and you know the other side of the room <laughs> Because I, did, I, I didn't realize it was going to come out so far, right? And I still do it occasionally. I've got an attachment that does like cleaning versus like uh, spraying or whatever. And I sometimes when I go to like, you know, run it a bit to clean it, I, I turn it the wrong way and end up spraying the end, the wall behind me, that kind of thing. But I mean, that that's, I think, what people are getting at. Like people are like, oh, crap, I don't want this, this jet of water to go up my butthole. And I mean, but... It, what I mean, do you have any suggestions for people trying this out at first? I mean, obviously, you just clench, right? I mean, that's what you do if you don't want it going up the hole. Yeah, I mean, the the bidet is not supposed to spray the water up or in your butthole. It's supposed to spray it at your butt. Sort of like when you, I don't know, you rinse your face, you're not putting water in your nostrils and like, you know washing it inside out you're just like you know spraying it with it uh, and trust me i don't want anything going up my butthole either and i don't yeah so i mean <laughs> i mean if if people want to do that then they there are things for putting water up your butthole they're called you know the cleanses or whatever you can go do that but that's not what this attachment's for yeah you can that's not what a bidet is like for. uh they call them what uh enemas or whatnot where you can actually go like wash yeah, wash yeah, your yeah. colon inside and out which is a recommended uh, procedure for anybody to have blah 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 that's all fine you can go to a, a it's called colonics I guess um, 
you could go to a professional to get that done. But the purpose of this is simply exterior washing. Exactly the areas where you take that toilet paper and you wipe, we're suggesting you wash it with water. You rinse it. And then you use a few squares of toilet paper to dry. So the, the fecal matter has been removed with the water. And now you're just going to use some to dry. Or like you have those Japanese toilets where they'll actually dry you too. Right. Effectively eliminating that consumption by 100%. With the Japanese ones, that's, that's kind of cool because it means that you have zero... Um, what I what I might call hygienic compromise or whatever. Like if you're using one of those Japanese ones, you sit down, you, you, you defecate, you wash, and then you dry. And at no time do you have like, uh, you know, a, a poopy piece of toilet paper in no, your hand. No, you could do the test. You could do the test. It'll come out white every time. I say this story as a joke to my friends all the time. I'm very... Uh, for lack of a better word, anal when it comes to using toilet paper. <laughs> no, like I, I'm, I really, I don't know. I would wipe so many times just to make sure it's clean. So what I would do, you'd wipe, you wipe, and then you do like I think we all sort of do it. You, you, you know, you take one and you look at it. Is it white or did it come back brown? For me, it would be like brown, 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 and then you go to red. <laughs> because because oh, geez, you wiped yeah. so many times, like literally, like it's it was you just overwiped it. So, <laughs> what? That's that's why you got to use that uh, that aloe treated um, exactly. Exactly. Uh, moist wipe there that you spent like a dollar per there slice go. on. There or you whatever. Go. And God forbid to, to wipe you have butt. diarrhea one day, or you had a night of drinking and. You know, you got the runs and you got to go to the bathroom three times in a day. Man, it would I would be crying. This is honestly one of the reasons I, I'm like, you know what? Somebody needs to come up with a solution for this. If it's not going to be anyone else, I'll do it because it's solving my problem. Like, I honestly have a problem with this. I'm very like, I have ADD on this thing. Like, uh, I need it to be like. Even like if it's mentally for me to think that it's 100% clean, I need to make sure that it's 100% clean. I don't know if you do like a cotton swab and test for bacteria, what it's going to come up. But like, <laughs> you know, if that toilet paper doesn't come out all the way white, it means, uh, you know, you got to keep wiping. So it's too bad that you, you don't have portable attachments or something because the thing is that. So I've been using my um, my attachment, my what is it? That this it it's a seat with a bidet spray in it, like a the the sprayer in it rather. And now, whenever I go to like friends' houses or I go to God forbid, I go to public restrooms, and I do a number two, I feel dirty, like I just don't feel clean for after I go in there. I have to use the toilet paper, right? And it's too bad there's not some sort of like um, some sort of like thing you can take around with you. I, I guess I should take moist wipes. Then what the hell do you do with the wipes? And so um, that product does exist now. So you'll be oh, happy yeah? to hear that. And I mean, for places like when you go camping or like, you know, at work, 
it's very ideal it's just but it's obviously like a quick fix it's more of a mobile solution you know what i mean you may not want to be using that on a regular yeah. basis but you know those examples that you mentioned yeah you could you could even go there but like what you just said when you go like to the restroom at work you're really in the back of your mind or you're th you know you're not clean but you're just like i can't wait to go home and have a shower and you will speaking of like like work restrooms this is kind of like a, a side point here i'll just throw in um i know that some like attach some special toilets in in japan for instance they play music or they or they got like like flushing noises and the whole things like why are north american public bathrooms so unpleasant does anybody else realize that people seem to go out of their way to make these things unpleasant like with all the tiles mm -hmm. and everything you got like all the all the grunts, all the farts, all the sounds, the splashes, like ricocheting all over the room so everybody can hear it. Have yes, you noticed course. that? Um, since you mentioned Japan, this is what I've been uh, told. Uh, first of all, these bidet seats that you're mentioning, these washlet types where it's like this device you put on there that has the seat included that heats the water, that like makes these flushing noises that has like the heated mm -hmm. seat dryer all these things they were invented by the japanese maybe like over 20 years ago they've pioneered it it's like it's like the mercedes benz of toilets they will last you probably 10 15 years they're so good now hey everybody it's around here where cena's audio crashes completely um, I don't know if it was on his side or on our side, but the network just went out and it took a while to get connected again. And when the connection comes back, you'll notice that the audio sounds different. There's more echoes. Um, my guess is Cena probably changed rooms to improve um, connection or maybe he repositioned the mic or something. Um, so I thought I'd just warn everybody why that is uh, rather than having a really abrupt switch in audio. Those products is what got me into the business. I was like, wow, first of all, if anybody uses these, why in the hell would they go to use anything else? However, I was like, who has the money to come pay for this? So I'm like, if we could bring, you know, the main functionality of this in a uh price range and form factor of under you know a hundred or maybe roughly a hundred dollars then you got yourself a business and right now you'll see bidet attachments in the market like ranging like i don't know from 30 bucks all the way to a couple thousand dollars and people or the market i should say is just you know, people who have a lot of money, they'll go buy the expensive ones. They'll know they won't even look back. They'll just, just, just like this is a great investment. It's going to be in my house for ten years. And we have a lot of other people that are just buying the inexpensive ones because all they care about is the washing functionality, which it gives you. So you know, you've got like two different groups right now that are buying these things in different price ranges, and you know, getting the job done. I live in a predominantly Muslim neighborhood here in Canada, 
in Montreal. And it is just completely not unusual to have bidet-like attachments, even in the public washrooms. Like you have you have the um the hand shower that a Muslim, many Muslims use to clean. Mm -hmm. And you also have like you can have a porcelain sort of tub-like thing as well where they wash their feet actually right um and i don't know if many north americans really know that um their friends uh who are, who are muslim they probably use bidet like attachments all the time um yeah so aside from your europeans and japanese cultures the muslim community uses water and um, the way they'll use that water may vary from country to country or region to region but the reasoning behind it is all the same and that's because in Islam water is uh, a very holy thing that with it it can clean clean away everything and if you actually are of that faith and you use the toilet to go to number two and even number one, I believe, you have to wash with water. Otherwise, uh, as far as the religion is concerned, you're not considered to be clean if water is not used. So yes, actually the Muslim community is one of our uh, largest customer bases because They've always used water one way or another. I might just be telling them, hey, use water with my product and it's just a different delivery method for you. But to them, using water is not new at all. In fact, that's all they know how to do. Uh, it's like a complete switch. It's the other way around for them. For them to use toilet paper is like very odd. Um, but you know, this is not something that's unique to the Muslim community. Uh, for example, the Filipino community, the Korean yeah. community, yeah, uh, uh, like we mentioned, Japanese and European communities um, use water for different reasons. But I'm trying to make the point that this um, is not uh, an issue that's just limited to certain areas. It's it it ties down to culture. It ties down to religion. It ties down a lot of times to poverty. So like a lot of people in India, I mean, Indians also are known to be washers as opposed to wipers. But a lot of people are forced because of the poverty in that country. They have no access to things like toilet paper. Toilet paper would be a luxury for them to go buy toilet paper. So they'll use water in those cases because it's the best way they could clean themselves. But like, India has access, uh, uh, difficulty access to clean water too. So like that's not even easy from time to time. Sometimes they don't even have drinking water. So what do you do then? Um, you know, it's just like a big issue. It's a big issue globally. It's not tied down yeah. to just one country. Everybody poops, don't they? Yeah. So yeah, and why do you I have to buy some paper? Right. So if Oof. I if I come up with a solution that'll allow you to better manage that, I've just come up with a solution that could address um, you know humans all over the world. It's not just for one country. 
That's why, like, to this day, when people go like, oh, you know, what made you pick this product out of all these different products to get into the, you know, the world of physical products and stuff like that? Well, I said I I had some uh, guidelines when I was picking the product. Number one, I wanted it to be applicable to as many people as possible. Two, I wanted it to have a very very large upside potential that needed some long-term investing. You know, if, if it didn't have a large upside potential, first of all, everybody would already be in that business and it would already be saturated. It's just such an uphill climb that a lot of people are even hesitant to get into the space. It's only changing now. You see all these sellers coming into the marketplace, selling these things. Do you think this was the case like 10, 15 years ago? Hell no. No. Wow. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about some of your projects in the future. Like, uh, you got anything uh, heavy going on in the future? Just going to keep chugging away? Or do you got any major projects ahead? Um, I, I am involved in other businesses. And, you know, before the uh, business was profitable, I've had to do other things to pay the bills. And... That will more more than likely continue on. However, this uh, you know aim to wash the the company uh, regarding the bidet attachments. For me, this is my way of giving back to the world. I honestly, I'm not in it for the money. If I was, I could have picked so many different products that would get me there faster. I just wanted to you know, work on something that has more meaning to me than just the money made or than just like having done something for the sake of doing it. I wanted to like be like, hey, you know, I feel like this could be improved upon in the world and this is what I'm willing to do for it. And, you know, if I have to, I will make this business survive for another 10, 12 years without withdrawing a dollar from it just so I could be that um kind of change that the world needs. Um, and I can't do it alone. That's for sure. I'm going to need like all the competitors in the space. I look at them as friends. They may, or we may look at each other as like competitors, but like I need them. They probably need me. And this needs to be like a collective move and it has to be a very long-term collective move to kind of slowly Flick the light switch the other way. So if currently in the United States, the light switch is turned on to TP, toilet paper, in in Japan, it's turned on to bidets. And I feel like that change, once it takes place, it's going to be like flicking the light switch. People will look at you funny if you're still using toilet paper. There's going to be that day. There will be that day where if you're the last guy that's still using TP, everyone around you is going to like look at you funny and give you a look like, uh, wasn't that like 20 years ago? Well, <laughs> like what, you you in the outhouse or something? Exactly. What's the problem here? <laughs> Listen, the website is aimtowash.com. You can also follow uh, Sina's 
Instagram as well. I'll put links in the uh, show notes. Zena, thanks a lot for coming to uh, talk about this actually pretty important topic of all about bidets and uh, toilet paper. Man, it's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And um, I really hope we kind of made an impact with your listeners, at least to consider such options. It doesn't even have to be from us, from anywhere, any different type of product. But you know, we need to sort of like we ditch the paper towel in the public restrooms and we put those air dryers and, you know, life still goes on. Maybe there's ways we could start reducing the toilet paper as well. And I'm sure life will continue to go on and we're not going to be like, oh, my God. So, you know, keep an open mind and and try to do what you can for the world. And I don't want to sound like like Gandhi, but you really have to be the change that you want to see. Like it, it all does start with you. Don't think like you're one person and that's not going to make any impact. It really will make an impact. Just, you know, be the best that you can be and people will look at you and they'll follow you. They'll try to copy you. Well, that's about it for this episode with Sina. Remember, as mentioned, you can catch up with him over at aimtowash.com. You can learn all about toilet attachments there. I mean, he's not the only guy in the business, but I think he could be the most passionate one in the business. And uh, I'm sure if you hit him up for information, he can give you everything you need to know about how to get off the toilet paper addiction in North America. As you can see, I'm very passionate about this. This is my deal. Um, I mean, I believe that people should get off plastic straws as much as possible, but I also believe that people should stop buying paper just to wipe their butts with it and throw it out. And when it comes to the straws, we're going to have a conversation about that later on. My son is actually disabled. He needs a straw to drink properly. And all these restaurants that are coming out with these no straw policies are really messing with him because it means that he needs to bring a straw wherever he goes just to be able to drink a cup of water. So that's coming up in the future. Um, For now, though, um, I recommend that you go check out the podcast website over at shareslicepodcast.com. Go to Slices Podcast at Twitter and also go to Instagram, Share a Slice Podcast. Please follow. It helps me out mentally and you get to listen to um, outtakes from the episodes. Uh, You get to listen to uh, previews of episodes and what's coming in the future, I hope, is actual for real outtakes where I'm going to take things that were in the interviews that were cut out for whatever reason. I'm going to add those in again for people to listen to. So I think it's worthwhile. Go check out the podcast website. Go check out the Instagram. And please, please do leave um, some reviews or some uh, feedback over at Apple Podcasts or or anywhere where you listen to podcasts. It, it's very helpful. Uh, helps me out, uh, you know, psychologically because um, it's a lonely place out there for a small school little like podcaster like me, believe me. So 
that said, thanks a lot for listening, and I hope you tune in next time. We're going to be talking to Melky Morina from Japan. Totally do. Talk to you next time. And now a devotional hymn, The Ballad of Bob Dobbs, by Ahmed Fishmonger. Visit subgenius.com. Praise Bob. Let me tell you the story of J.R. Bob Dobbs, bred of man and yeti. He walked with the gods. He wore a silly grin and he smoked a stupid pipe. He fought the conspiracy every day of his life.
the hell do you think you're doing? Dragging your butt through the day, selling body and soul to a bunch of bland normals, acting stupid so they'll think you're one of them, tired of getting all of the guilt, but none of the sex? There is a simple answer, dear friend. A glowing beacon of slack amidst the turmoil and darkness. It's J.R. Bob Dobbs, the living slack master in his church of the subgenius. Bob brings a new destiny for the abnormal. For Bob comes to justify our sins, to unmask the conspiracy, and to get us back the slack they stole away. It's us versus them. Are you going to fry in hell on earth alongside the pink boys? Or will you pull the wool over your own eyes and accept Bob into your mind? Repent, quit your job, slack off, and praise Bob! Church of the Subgenius Eternal Salvation or triple your money back. You're not dreaming. You're here in the vast and technologically advanced OSI 74 studios where my co-host Miss Mittens and I, your host Mr. Lobo, are getting ready to host a brand new season of cinema insomnia. But this time, we want to get you Sinsomniacs involved. Please come join us at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash cinema insomnia, where you'll find Mr. Lobo is making your new TV shows, and we're involving you in the process. Even at the dollar level, you will have access to uh, exclusives that other Sinsomniacs aren't. You'll have access to Mr. Lobo that few Sinsomniacs get to enjoy. Uh, there'll be other perks at other tiers too. You'll be able to get props from the show, potentially. Uh, you'll be able to get um, your name in the credits, perhaps. Uh, maybe you could uh, bend steel bars with your bare hands, levitate cars, fly. I mean, think of it. Anything is possible. If you come, be a part, and join our inner sweet double stuffed deep salty caramel double dipped gooey center super core and um Mr. Lobo's getting hungry all of a sudden but um look you hit the subscribe bar Mr. Lobo's gonna hit the snack bar and and we'll see you later for a brand new season of Cinema and Sound.